We have to understand. We have to understand that everything here we will be judged for. The littlest things, the smallest offenses. I dedicate this podcast to my dad, Raphael, who passed on March 9th this year, 2018. My dad had a good heart. He was a good man. He wasn't perfect. None of us are. But we are to try to be perfect as our Father in Heaven is perfect. Our Father, the Creator, Yahweh, who made everything that we see before us. He created this beautiful place for us here. You have to look around you and just see the beauty of what he created for us. Every day, lately, I really try to just not get swept up in the little things, the things in our mind that make us mad or that make us jealous we have no right to be angry you have to look at the beautiful skies every day they're different not once are they the same Not once in your lifetime can you say the clouds are the same. And just look how many clouds, beautiful clouds, are in the sky. How beautiful the sky is. The different colors. The trees, the birds, the deer. The purity of these things. We have to appreciate this. You know, it's not about being first. It just isn't. We just have to be patient and just be patient with each other. We can't be impulsive or emotional. My dad would do little things, little things that I always noticed, things that I don't do to this day, things my dad did when he was alive, even earlier this year or last year. My dad was very generous. He would take us out to eat. He would take my little brothers and his friends out to eat and pay for everything and to a certain extent they did take advantage of my dad because they knew that he would take them out you know and maybe my dad was becoming a little bit more lonely in life you know 
And he had a lot of pride. He had so much pride. But God made sure that my dad didn't even have an ounce of pride before he died. I don't know if you have heard the phrase, be humble or be humbled. My dad was humble. My dad was very much into his looks. And I noticed these traits in myself. Just the self-grooming, you know. The trimming of your nose, hair, and your ear hair. And making sure that your beard and goatee look perfect. And My dad would... And even my brother, <laughs> they would dye their beard here. My brother, he's younger, so he would dye his hair so it was darker. He always wanted to have the darker look, you know, because his, his beard here was, uh, was not black. It wasn't dark. It was light, almost reddish, because we do have that. Um, I noticed that, you know, our hair has the reddish tint to it, which um, also makes me think, because I would always get teased that I was white. Like, everybody I meet, they, they're they almost 100% certain that I have Caucasian in me, that I have to have some Caucasian in me, and I don't, because my father, he was born in Chapas, Mexico, and his family all reside in Mexico. My mother, she was actually born in Guatemala, but her mother, my grandmother Estella, and her side of the family, the family they come from Honduras. Honduras, Mexico. For my father, Honduras for my mother's side of the family. Not saying that, of course, their ancestors did not come from different places. Because we have French in us and Italian. And uh, my sister Michelle, she even did one of those ancestry blood tests with about their for their DNA, which I refuse to do because I know they actually save that and collect those samples, which is kind of creepy. But yeah, it's a fact that Ancestry.com and places that collect your DNA to let you know what your DNA is, they they save those DNA samples. They store those DNA samples. But not everybody knows these things. You're not wrong because you don't know. We we are attacked in so many ways. The enemy attacks us from every angle. It can get exhausting trying to keep up with it. And we don't have to. Our Father in heaven looks out for us and protects us just as he does with the birds and the animals here. 
But my father, he would do <clears throat> little things like if we went to a fast food restaurant like Wendy's or something, he'd always just say, he'd order and pay for the food, of course, but he never paid for the drinks. And I shouldn't laugh because stealing is stealing. And God said he would not allow thieves, fornicators, idolaters. He would not allow these type of people in heaven. And I begged the Lord to allow my father into heaven. Even if there's some training that he has to undergo before he can make it there, I just beg that he would do that at night. feel in my heart my soul that he will because he's a good God and he knows and understands and overstands more than we ever could and he takes into account our prayers don't you see that there's such a wonderful place and heaven is such a wonderful place. And he has to be strict like that. He can't allow any type of corruption of any kind up there. Because corruption will pollute. So we have to get out of that mindset that God is strict or he is like judging and he's not this way like we have to stop blaming God for, for these things because it really hurts him <sighs> it hurts him for, for us to think this way because <laughs> our thoughts are not his thoughts his thoughts hurt of the purest caliber he really loves us. He's been so patient with us. We're just brainwashed. You know, like God, he, he created us to have free will because he didn't want to create humans to have to love him he created us to have free will to see if we would want to love him of our own accord of our own free will that we would come to know him and appreciate him for that purity and that righteousness that he is and that he stands for and we should want that. Why should we want anything here? Like, seriously, what is the point? Mansions, is, they're, they're wood. It's material. Cars, they're material. Like, I grew up following suit in a, in a, in a sense because we want to emulate our parents, you know. I didn't have my mother so I don't know anything about her. But I had my dad and 
he wasn't in my life a lot, you know, because the way Satan has designed this place, he keeps us distracted. You have to understand that distractions are the number one way that Satan causes us to stumble and to fall. You know, these things are not important. We we are important, you know, like, I don't know if anybody listens to these things at all. It doesn't really matter. I just know that I have to do it. I have to get these messages out. Like, I know that I know what dreams God gives me. That they're important because he wakes me up afterwards. And the dream that I just had, I was crying the whole time. Because I was with my dad in the dream. <laughs> it's, just, it's just really emotional for me. I apologize for anybody that this may rub the wrong way. Because I get it. Like, I understand. There's just times where I couldn't even listen to something like this. Because of the demons that are around me. They can't stand it. The demons cannot stand anything. In this type of regard. Because they look at it as weak or soft. It's just not in them. Because they're just completely demonic. All these de- these demons, they're so horrible. These fallen angels, they're so horrible. And truly, this is what hell was designed for. Hell was designed for Satan and his fallen angels. Hell was not designed for us at all. And if we don't wake up and just start realizing, you know, like we have to be spiritually sensitive we have to be in touch with our emotions <clears throat> our the emotions that fall under love you know and being sensitive and caring you know and um god he talks to us in such a beautiful way you know <clears throat> he's ever present you know he can he can make his voice heard to us but he's such a gentleman. He doesn't even evade our privacy. He doesn't evade the privacy of our mind and our thoughts. Even though he's there, he's such a gentleman that he chooses to speak to you through the world around you, through the environment around you. And I'm just telling you this because so many people feel like God is not here. That God isn't listening. And he is. Like he's listening and he knows. Before those thoughts are even thought in your head. And if you can just. Learn to walk in a delicacy. Just like learn to be. I say delicate or fragile. But what I mean is is sensitive. You know just. Be quiet. And just look around you. When you start to get stressed out and you don't think God's there, but you notice that beautiful, pure white, and I'm talking so pure white 
bird that just flew by or a white moth, you know, or just a baby deer, you know, like the other day I was driving down the road and this lady, I don't know what it is. I mean, I do know what it is. I know exactly what it is because when you walk with God and I'm not perfect, so please don't assume or take that because this is all new for me. You know, I started my walk with Jesus January 2015 and I have backslid so much since then. He's been so patient with me. I'm just I apologize for getting emotional, but This is just a really difficult life, you know, and I've been beat up a lot in life. So, yeah, people say that I'm emotional, but I just want you guys to know, like, my whole life, I really have been picked on a lot, and people look at me like, oh, you're strong, you know, you're a warrior, you're a soldier, you can take it, you but I really can't, like, I never wanted to be, like, perceived as that, you know, because I never was this way. And the thing is, when people perceive you to be this way, they treat you that way. They're, they are they are a lot harsher towards you. They are more mean and evil towards you just because they assume that you're this way. You can't assume that... Even when you meet somebody who's tall or big or something, or because their face doesn't look happy, maybe that they're tough or that you need to be mean to them. It's actually the opposite. These are the people that you have to be more nice to and more gentle with and more soft-spoken with. I mean, even the way that we speak, like, how our voices are, you know, like for me, I normally don't even speak this way, you know, instinctively, out of habit, I do speak harsh and aggressive, and so people take me that way, and they treat me that way, and I, it's so ingrained into my nature at this point in my life that I speak that way, that I don't even notice it. But people notice it with me And they judge me immediately And just the other day I had a call out of nowhere And it really bothers me To take calls in the evening Because That's when I work You know I don't I don't work during the day really I try to But it's just slow Because I do food delivery And um Everybody's working during the day. So, yeah, there is a little rush, you know, a lunch hour rush. Um, but uh, other than that, my days are pretty much open. And I, I've grown accustomed to love the schedule because being around people is, is so tough for me because I am sensitive to other people's energies, you know. Like, I pick up on thoughts 
I don't care where you are. I mean, if you're in a vicinity around me, we could be in a Walmart. And if I could see you, like if you're within eyesight, I can pick up on the thoughts. We all can. I mean, I'm not special in any way. You could be at a stoplight. You could be the first car at the stoplight. And you just just get it. Uh, a itch, I guess, to, to turn and look either back to your left or back back to your right side. As soon as you do that, it could be four or five cars back and two lanes over. And you'll look exactly right at the exact person who was staring at you. And it's a weird moment for a second. Because you look exactly out, out at them and they've been watching you. You didn't look at anybody else. You turned and looked exactly at the person who was staring at you. And you caught them off guard. And as soon as you look at them, they know. You know, it's it's just an unspoken of thing. But they know that you know. Somehow, they were thinking about you. They were focused on you. You know what I mean? Maybe they were admiring your beauty. They they were attracted to um, how you looked or something. Maybe they were looking at your car or an outfit or something you were wearing. Or maybe you cut them off on accident and you didn't even realize it. And now they're mad and they're staring at you like, I can't, I'm going to, you know, they want to get revenge immediately because that's how we are. We want, we want to treat people the way they treat us but we have to treat people the way that we want them to treat us and it's tough I know I know it's hard I'm not I'm not telling you this as if I've mastered or conquered this area of my life I have not I will struggle with it today I promise you I know because I'm not perfect you know but just the fact that we can become aware of it, we can begin to change it. And that's really why I created this, this podcast. I've had this redesign and destiny thing on my mind for a while. It started with a mixtape that I created in 2012. I slowed down so much on making music, you know, just because I've, kind of become disgusted with myself in that area but I know what my soul's purpose is here you know like I am here to try to help be positive in some type of way you know like I have to there's just we are to be perfect as our father in heaven is perfect and I know that sounds weird because perfection and being perfect, you know, there's a lot of pitfalls to that, you know, like pride and arrogance. And we got to nip that stuff in the butt. You know, we got to, we got to, we have to appreciate people. We have to be there. Um, that's why I took that phone call the other day, you know. I used to watch Still Small Voice YouTube channel that was created by Claire. And when I was watching it, it wasn't that big of a channel. And I was actually forming 
a bond with Claire and um, then she and then I met her husband but deep down I knew what it was because they they pushed me to the side she pushed me to the side they judged me even though I don't want to say like that in a bad way about her but yeah I had some demons in my past and you know I'm sure they seen you know my history on Twitter or Facebook or YouTube or they just got a a sense or a rhema about um my uh my crutch my weakness for women and never in a million years would I ever ever approach think or come at Claire in any type of disgusting sexual way like that but I do feel in my heart that's why they why she pushed me away and why she had her, her husband start speaking to me which is fine because I love her husband and little do they know I actually prefer to speak to men who if if like if I meet a woman you know and she's in a relationship I prefer to speak to the husband when I was in my relationship when I was married and I was in my relationship for 13 years um all of my friends that's how I dealt with them you know what I mean like I spoke with my male friends if my friends came over and visited and they brought their girlfriends then I would um you know always suggest hey well you know your your girlfriend could go hang out in another room with my girlfriend and me and you could stay here and make music you know but every now and then you know one of my friends uh girlfriends you know probably cuz they had demons and they probably didn't know they just automatically oh I don't I don't know her. I feel weird or awkward. I'd I'd rather hang out with the guys. But that's that made it awkward for the men. You know what I mean? Because it was a distraction. Cuz now you got a whole room full of men and we're making music and and doing guy stuff in the man cave. And then you got one of their wives or whatever. Um, girlfriends hanging there, you know, and I had a lot of different friends, and sometimes, you know, uh, the girls they brought over, they they didn't have any clothes on that they were really wearing, and that's a distraction because when women dress like that, you know, I don't even I don't care how old you are because there's men that have daughters that are nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Uh, prepubescent teens, you know, they're this age and they're they're wearing shorts where their butt is hanging out. You know, they're wearing shorts so high up, or they're wearing spandex that outline their private area. This is a distraction for men, you know, and it's not good because Satan is on it, you know, and he's going to talk about it and and put those thoughts into your head i mean i don't even want to say they put thoughts into your head they're just speaking and you're spiritually sensitive to pick it up 
to where you're think you're thinking that these are your thoughts, but they're the demons. You know, they're like, hey, look at that, or your eyes happen to glance, and then now you're focused on that. And sex is such a powerful uh, weapon for the enemy. You know what I mean? Um, God doesn't like haughty eyes, you know. And um, you know, a lot of men fall victim to it, and and that's why watching porn is such a bad thing because porn leads into all of that. You know, the more porn, the more porn you watch, the more I want to say kind of desensitized that you may get to it. You know, I think it leads to homosexuality. I think it leads to pedosexuality or pedophilia. You know what I mean? Because it, 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 the things that may have triggered you initially tend to become numb to you. So then you start exploring other things like fetishes and it's just a, a, a deep dark hole and it's not pure. It's not, it's not what it was intended for, you know. God did create us, you know, so that we can procreate and so procreation would be enjoyable so we would want to be um so we so we would want to procreate so we would want to populate the earth and in that manner alone you know what i mean but um you don't you don't really see animals doing that stuff you know what i mean like you can learn a lot from animals, you know, but and that and 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 that's you know I don't and, and and the thing is you can take that the wrong way if you if you are impure, you know, because you know there are things that that deep dark hole can lead to even that, you know what I mean, to bestialities and things of that nature, and. That's why you should stay off Facebook, you know, because you never know what people will post on Facebook and stuff. Like, I definitely limit my time on there. I know what it was designed for. I know it was designed to keep us addicted, to keep us wanting to check in and see what's going on. But you have to be disciplined. It's about self-discipline here. And... um Anyways, uh, it, it kind of hurt me because I was building a relationship with Claire. And, uh, and when she introduced her husband, that was even better for me because it's like they're like my parents. You know, I looked at them like my parents, but I didn't really get a lot of feedback from her husband, Ezekiel. Um, From her, there was a connection there because she was connected to Jesus as she was delivering these daily messages. And I was so... Um, addicted to Jesus and I finally found somebody who had this relationship with Jesus that I wanted and since I couldn't I didn't have that skill developed to where I can have clear communications with Jesus even though she teaches you so that you can learn to I didn't have that, you know, and so that, that's why I was drawn to her channel. But <clears throat> the enemy must have polluted her mind in some type of way to where she kind of gave me the cold shoulder. She would respond to my emails and then she stopped. 
Um, they eventually hired a lady named Carol, who's a wonderful lady as well. And that kind of became her job. I guess she got too big, which I don't know. I mean, it bothers me. You know, I even had a friend that was a friend of mine, you know, when I was growing up by the name of Donato. And, um, you know, he was a mutual friend of me and uh, Aaron, another another good friend of mine. And um, I guess when I ran back into Aaron, me and Aaron, we we fell out. You know, he's like my brother. You know, we we fell out. We got cool. We fell out. We got cool. But in my heart, you know. I love him, man. It's my brother. Like, he, you can't do no wrong if I got love for you, you know. Even if I don't talk to you, I still got love for you. Just like I love my little brothers and I love my sister, you know. Uh, sometimes I just don't talk because Satan is so strong in your life. The demons are so strong in your life that they they don't allow us to have that type of bond anymore. And if I see you, you know, it's always going to be the same. I still love you, but you, they will say something or, you know, like even with my little brothers, it's not long before something stupid comes out of their mouth and it just makes me go away again because I know they haven't, nobody, nobody can make you have a relationship with God. No one can make you have this relationship with Jesus. You know what I mean? You have to develop that. And if you're so far gone in the world, there's nothing that I can say to you that will make you do that. Now, in this instance, speaking through this type of medium, you can because it's not a direct communication. You know, I'm not speaking to nobody directly. I'm just speaking, you know, so this could help, you know, but. If I were to come, you know, if you know, we had an issue in the past and then I start speaking like this, almost always you'll take it wrong because it'll automatically lead into pride, arrogance, like, oh, you think you know all that and you think you know everything. And those are the thoughts the demons are going to give you. Those are the things the demons are going to say to you to make you think that. But. Truly, you know, I really deep down, I really am a good person. And when I leave, when I go away from my friends and my family, that's why, because I know they're not going to understand because they're they're listening to the devil. You know, they're listening to demons and even saying that they'll take offense to it. But it's just the truth, because if it's not pure, you don't have pure thoughts for one another, you know, pure love. Then you're disillusioned. You're 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 lost in a sense. You're not listening to the correct voice that you're supposed to listen to in your head, which is God. You know. Remember, God is a gentleman. God doesn't have to repeat himself. You know, Satan has to repeat himself. So that's one way that can help you know who you're listening to, because the incessant repetitive negative thinking that's Satan and when you draw close to God Satan's voice gets quieter 
There's nothing that Satan hates more than somebody who prays and stays in God's word. That's why it's important to read the Bible. That's why it's important to get into God's word. But you have to be careful now because of this Mandela effect, you know. And if you don't know what it is, you have to start doing your research. And YouTube is a great place to start um, collecting and gathering massive amounts of information. Just start, just start focusing on learning. You know, your first step could be just shutting off cable television. These people, they will send you like ever since I've ever ever since I've had you know. The internet, um, I've always got these flyers and letters and envelopes from the cable companies. It is their goal to try to get you to get cable. And God loves it when you don't do the enemy's work. If you're working at a cable company, quit. If you're, if, you, if you're working at a radio station, quit. 107.5 and like 106.7. Actually, to a certain extent, 106.7, which is like, I think the Breakfast Club, like Charlemagne the God, DJ Envy, Angela Yee. Those three individuals are very aware of what's going on. And even though they do what they do. And their hearts and souls. And I'm speaking to you. I'm speaking to Angela Yee. I'm speaking to DJ Envy. I'm speaking to Charlemagne the God. You know. Aren't y'all all Latino. Except for Charlemagne. Like even your program director. What are you doing? <laughs> it's not worth it. Walk away from this. You're so concerned about your lifestyle. You're so concerned about how much money you're making and how good of a life that you're living and how happy you are that you're in this position. But now that you're here now, like now that you guys have built up to this level, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Charlemagne has grown a lot, you know, because he he really was the antagonist, the the persecutor, the the irritator. But he's getting more smart, you know. And um, I do see the Holy Spirit moving in their life. You know, there's a lot of times they get quiet. When they get quiet, God's talking to them. When they just react quickly, Satan probably talking to them, you know, because Satan wants us to get offended by things. But when you come to know God, you begin to have patience and you and you don't, you know what I'm saying? You don't do that. So back to that phone call I got the other day, um, I, it came out of nowhere. And uh, I guess maybe Claire told Carol to tell this gentleman, Michael, to, to contact me. Cause he called me, said, "Hey, I'm Mike from the Still Small Voice channel. Uh, they told me to reach out to you. Carol told me to reach out to you. 
And uh, we spoke for like an hour and a half, two hours. He was a great person. Um, he's in his 50s. And um, he said something like, I sense a demon around you or I sense something, something along those lines. And, well, guess what? Everybody has demons around them. As long as we're in this physical form, they will be around us, taunting us, trying to make us go astray. So, um, good observation, you know. None of us are perfect. We're all trying to work out our own salvation. And um, I don't know. I mean, I'm just me. You know, I just, we're on autopilot most of the time. You know, we just are how we are, how we came to be. But, you know, just the fact that they, you know, I appreciated, you know, on a certain level that they were thinking enough of me to at least respond to me and get back to me because I, I go on their channel every now and then. I, I definitely am not on it no more because what what drew me to the channel initially um, was Jesus, you know, but when her channel got so big to where she couldn't maintain the relationship with me, you know, I grew up without a mother. So it's like, you know, when you kind of grow up without a certain parent, like you didn't grow up with a father, you kind of seek out a father figure. You don't grow up with a mother. You seek out like a mother figure. It's kind of like that. And, but mainly it was Jesus, you know, cause you know, God, it, you know, God is our mother and father, you know, and, uh, you know, so, uh, I don't know, it could have hurt me, you know, you feel neglected, and I've been neglected my whole life, you know, because I didn't have my mother, and I didn't feel like she ever really tried to find me or reach out to me, and my dad was so busy because it was, he was a single parent that, you know, you're kind of neglected in that aspect too because one parent's gone and the other parent's always working um, and trust me that was the goal of Satan that is the goal of Satan you know it's very important for you to have both of your parents and to have a mother figure and a father figure you know but uh, yeah he reached out to me and it was a good conversation and after the conversation was over he texted me and said, oh, I, I, I got a rainbow on you. Watch this video. And, of course, it was a still small voice YouTube uh, video, which I believe I have heard before because um, I do watch a lot of her videos. Not as much anymore because, like I said, she kind of gave me the cold shoulder for whatever crazy reason they thought. I don't know. Either they're so busy now that they can't have a relationship with me or she she's thinking it's some sexual thing which you know don't flatter yourself because that's disgusting to me and I'm abstinent I'm obedient to Christ so I'm not uh, you know I'm not on that right now at all I don't plan to be whatever it is it doesn't matter because I got God now, and that was what was important. You know, she taught me how to have a relationship with Jesus, 
and God and and I have that so I don't I don't need anybody I don't need humans for that I have I'm in touch with the creator and I'm happy for that you know but you know as it's not like I bug them every day but you know when I do reach out it would be common courtesy to personally respond and uh so yeah you know because of that I'm not really interested in anything that she has to say on her channel anymore. Maybe that's pride and ego on my part, but what about her, you know? Um, anyways, he got a Rama and he sent me this video, and the whole video was about pride. And uh, I don't know, like... It's hard not to take that the wrong way. Like, nobody wants to be told about themselves. So you have to be delicate when you are trying to minister to people. You have to be delicate and not point the finger. The best thing to do is not even say anything about them. Just tell a story about yourself. And they'll get it. And that's it, you know. And be delicate in the story that you're telling about yourself. Like, oh, man, I remember one time, you know, don't even get straight to it. You know, it could be like 20 minutes into it and then it'll connect. You know, you could say something, but then get, get away from it completely. You don't want to spend too much time on it. It's like having an open wound and trying to clean it out. Like it's sensitive. It's an open wound. So if you're going to clean it out, clean all around the wound, you know. And then dab the wound once or just lay something on the wound and then leave it alone. Put the Band-Aid on it and just leave it alone. You know, you don't want to spend too much time like actually. And I know you have to, but you have to be gentle. You have to be delicate. You can't rub it aggressively. So if you're trying to minister to somebody, just be careful. You know what I mean? Because it's we're all sensitive whether we want to admit it or not. But, um, yeah, I think, I think that's good. I had something else that I wanted to say and I didn't say it when I thought of it because I wanted to finish that up, uh, about Claire from the still small voice channel, not, um, not responding to me directly and not, um, you know, it's cool, whatever. It don't matter. I'm over it. But um, I really do want to connect with fellow Christians on a deep level. I am a passionate person. I'm passionate about Jesus Christ. And the beautiful thing is, is you never have to worry about getting those people out of your life that are worldly and live a secular life and have a secular viewpoint because they hate Jesus so much now that if you resemble anything of Jesus, they're going to get away from you automatically on their own. The devil doesn't want to be around. Demons don't want to be around you. And they go. Like, I struggled with pornography heavy for a while. You know what I mean? And that's gone from me. You know? I don't want to say completely because I do see women. Like, yesterday I was working out. And I remember my dad would like gawk at women and I'd have to like 
kick them under the table or something. Like if we're eating or like, dad, 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 you know, like it's hard to break away. I mean, for a man, you know, some women like for me and I, I hate even using this phrase, but if she's like a perfect 10, which I know that really does not sound good, but I'm just saying like, you know, these Individuals, you know, most people are average, you know, some are above average, but every now and then it's rare, you know, you'll just see just a completely gorgeous creature from head to toe. And this lady, she was just beautiful. Like I couldn't stop staring at her hair. And it's weird because the fallen angels, they said the same thing about women. You know, because God, when he created angels, I believe they were all men, you know. So that was kind of like the women kind of made them, you know, sin. I, guess. I mean, they already were sinning because they already rebelled. You know what I mean? But who knows initially really why they were so jealous of man. I mean, they didn't want us. They didn't want to have to worship men. You know what I mean? Because we were made lesser than the angels. So, and God was telling the angels, like, you know, you're going to serve these, these humans, you know, and they're, and Lucifer's like, what? I mean, serve them. I mean, they're lesser than us. And then God created women for women for us. I mean, that, I don't know. I mean, maybe that was it. Cause I mean, they seen women's hair. They fell in love with women and they came down here and had sex with them or however they did it. But they, they fornicated or whatever they 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 had sex with women you know they took our women from us but yeah i mean i was looking at her she was just her hair was so beautiful like i've seen the back of her first you know but i was just staring at her like she just had a beautiful body you know and i'm not gonna say she was perfect you know what i mean but she she was beautiful and i couldn't stop staring at her and i hate being like that you know so i had to check myself because Every guy was staring at her like that. Like when I when I when I broke out of my hypnotic trance of just gawking at her, I noticed like at least five or six other dudes just hovering around her, going to the water fountain. Guys were being nice. To, usually guys are like, you know, rushing to the water fountain and being impatient and making noises and like tapping the banister, like trying to get you to hurry up and drink water. Then all of a sudden, ah, take your time and you know, keep drinking the water. Like, yeah. Cause they're just staring at this lady and you know, she's so beautiful. And, uh, so when I seen everybody else doing it, like, I'm like, Oh man, let me chill. You know, I don't want to be like them, uh, making it that obvious. You know what I mean? And so after that, you know, I was able to like get rid of that, sexual energy but that was enough to where it stays with you to where you know you feel like you might have to watch porn or relieve yourself and I didn't do it so I'm proud you know what I mean because normally you know the older me I guess would have would have done that you know and then even like if I hold off you know or whatever a couple of days later, it may hit me or whatever, or one night I might come home and I'm lonely and I might want to try to look for women online or whatever, <clears throat> but uh, 
I'm just glad that, you know, I was able to kick the weed habit because the weed habit was a really strong crutch for me. Weed and pornography, you know, that that was. Um, but I just had to get out of the thing. Like, why do I need? Why is it? It's not about me. You know, why not try to live it, live my life the way God intended it? To really see the beauty and the purity in that, you know, and when I was married, I'm just going to tell everybody out there who's single and bed hopping. Uh, your sex life is a lot better. I mean, that's the way it was intended to be. You know, when you're with one person and you're married, you have to be married. You can't live with somebody. That's a sin. You can't be living with somebody and not be married. Like if you're going to be living with them. You have to make that commitment. And trust me, I was with my girlfriend for like 11, 12 years before we got married. We, we were only married like the last year and a half or two years that we were together. The last few years, whatever. Um, I'm sure she probably would have been mad that I don't know like the exact dates and things like that. Guys are kind of bad with that stuff. Um, women chalk it up to, the, to where we just don't care and maybe that was it I don't know maybe I was just so involved with the world that it wasn't a factor in my mind but I really did appreciate you know my ex she was a, a wonderful person um, I still got a lot of love for her although I don't feel like we'll ever be together again and it hurt me that she Pushed me away and, and kicked me out. I tried so hard to get back with her. I would quote things out of the Bible like God doesn't like uh, divorce. He frowns upon it. We really need to try to work this out. She didn't want to have nothing to do with me. To this day, she's still like that. Like I'm just not important to her at all. I've tried to make plans with her. I've invited her to the movies, out to eat. Um just to talk and, and hang out. She's, she's not thinking about that. Maybe she's dating other men. Almost 100% positive that she's been talking to other guys. But at this point, what does it matter? You know, nothing matters right now. Like, I just want to work on my relationship with Jesus. Like, I understand the value in that. And I think a lot of this world does not even care like they're just content with what he created here and he's such a loving god that he's allowing what he created to exist he could take the earth away take the the, the ground away beneath your feet he could take the oxygen out the atmosphere he could get rid of the skies the sun the moon but guess what satan's going to come to you and offer you immortality he's going to offer you the ability to transfer your consciousness into another cloned version of yourself that you could clone yourself and and always stay young but god said the sun the moon the stars the the planet the, this earth there is an expiration date on it it will not be here forever and i don't care how uh, powerful or intelligent Satan thinks he is he is just not God and these demons that 
that they are calling aliens and extraterrestrials it's fake man I mean they're not more intelligent than us like on an emotional spiritual level they definitely are not they're disconnected they're just as stupid if anything they just have I mean do you think that you're more intelligent because you have a cell phone and somebody else doesn't that your grandparents don't have cell phones because you have a cell phone that you're more intelligent no you just got a piece of technology doesn't doesn't mean that you're more intelligent you know what I'm saying we should not be worshiping and praising created things we need to worship the creator I mean how wonderful is that to 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 worship the creator nothing matters here nothing not even food you know that's why fasting and prayer is something the enemy that Satan does not want you to do he doesn't want you to fast he doesn't want you to take a break from all this he wants to over flood your senses from every direction he just wants to overwhelm you so you cannot form that relationship with God so fast don't eat food for three days just drink water and pray and read the Bible and they're changing the Bible okay they are changing the Bible but God is everywhere you can see God in everything in the ants you know, in animals, in nature, you can see God in everything. So, yeah, um, I dedicate this podcast to my father. The first thing that made me think about when I started doing this was how he'd order cups of water and then go fill it up with pop. <laughs> Knowing the people behind the counter are watching him fill it up with pop, but nobody ever said anything. Every now and then somebody would say something to him, and he'd be like, oh, that's cool. I don't want it now or something like that. Or he would go pay for it, you know, if he got caught. But nine times out of ten, nobody said nothing to him. Especially these days, man, there's litter, trash everywhere. Nobody cares. I mean, look what's happening to this world. Are you happy here? Does this really bring you enjoyment? You go, everybody, everywhere you go, people have negative attitudes. People don't make eye contact. People are rude. They speak to you harshly and negatively. Well, if you like the world, get used to that because it's just going to get worse. It's going to be more aggressive. It's just going to be more negative. It's going to be more selfish. And don't think that when these so-called aliens come, that it's going to get better. It's going to get worse because they're demons. They just, they, they've been trying to find a way to not be disembodied spirits. They, they want to be in a physical form. And they're destroying everything. It's not worth it. God may just withdraw himself from this place. And then you're just left with what's here. And it's just going to be a loop. There's just not going to ever be anything to fill the void. No matter how good technology advances, technology is not God. It helps. You know, that's cool. But without having that relationship with the creator, there's just no point in living.
I'm sorry. I love you all. God bless in Jesus' name.